Hey there, and welcome back to the Athlete Emerging Podcast. This is Heidi Nielsen, your companion in this transformational journey. And today's episode is about lifting with the mystics. May have a slightly different tone than many episodes. I don't know if there is a consistent tone in these or not yet. It's still a new project. But today I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit difficult to talk about. And we'll see if it works at all. (laughs) So essentially, the gym has become my church. And for church-going folks, that may sound blasphemous. And for atheistic folks, that may sound ridiculous. And for everybody else out there, I have no idea what you're thinking. But that's okay. (laughs) What I mean by the gym has become my church. And actually, I'm not somebody who really resonates with the word church per se. Uh, I was not raised in a religious tradition that goes to a church give you a glimpse of my background. I was actually raised in an Eastern Indian tradition. Um, I've often said that it's kind of halfway between Hinduism and Buddhism. Uh, It is a outgrowth of Sikhism, if you're familiar with that at all. Um, But Sikhism as it's practiced in India, not as the American album selling celebrity yogis teach it in the states (laughs) that's a whole other can of worms but my education about divinity as a young person was centered around the idea of a direct connection with whatever you want to call the divine the forces of the universe that power that connects us all and the idea that at root we are really all the same The image that was used most commonly in my childhood was that we are all drops in an ocean and really all part of that same ocean. So that gives you kind of the really, really fuzzy, broad overview of the basic, very, very basic philosophy that I grew up with and that I still really carry. And it's become a lot more refined over the years, but this podcast isn't about theology. So I won't go into religious philosophy so much here. I want to bring it back to how this connects to my workouts. I've noticed there's something that happens when you're really pushing with real intensity and you get to the last few reps of any given set, the last couple sets of a long workout. And there's a transcendence that happens when you push past that place where the small conscious self says, I can't lift this weight anymore. And you really open the question, is that true? (laughs) Can the body push up this barbell one more time? And for me, there's something that happens when I close my eyes. I notice my eyes are often closed for the last few reps of any set. I'm blocking out any information outside of the movement. I don't want to process what's going on visually. I oftentimes don't work out with any music 
I just really want to focus on the movement itself. Sometimes I work out with music. It can be a great inspiration, but oftentimes not. I like to leave the cell phone elsewhere, not even bring it into the gym with me, and just really, really focus. That kind of focus becomes incredibly meditative. Um, I'm incredibly present to what's going on in the moment, absolutely present to everything going on with the body, with the breath. I have to be. But I am absolutely not caught up in anything else that's going around. I, I, I might hear noise. Anytime my eyes are open, sure, I'm seeing who's walking by and whatnot. But the focus is really on proprioception. The focus is on my own feeling from within in the body, feeling how effective the exercise is. So when it gets to these last few reps that I'm talking about in that last set, really the last few reps of any, any set is really where it can happen. And there's this moment of pushing past what I thought I could do and just opening to okay, what's possible here? Like I said, usually I'll be closing the eyes, pushing really hard, but in those moments, I am aware that this is the act of creating a new body. Physiologically, what's happening in that moment is actually destructive. I realize that. It's overloading the muscles and causing those micro tears that ultimately will repair themselves into stronger muscle. But that whole process, the bigger picture, is the act of creation. And in those moments where I am directly collaborating in the act of creation, there is such a close proximity to creator, naturally. And whether that creator is perceived as another entity, whether it's perceived as part of myself, that is capable of manifesting in this world, whether it's perceived as a set of scientific laws that govern how everything works, whichever version of how life gets created on a moment-to-moment basis you choose to subscribe to, for me, there's an undeniable experience of being in cooperation with that force and being closely connected to that force in those super intense transcendent moments of weightlifting. It's a fascinating experience. I noticed that there is a spiritual transformation happening in my life right now. The more focused I get on really what I'm doing here, my workouts are just getting more and more fun. I'm really enjoying my food tracking. I'm still loving that two grand app. And there's something that's shifting inside me that I think is intimately related with this process. Though on the surface, it may seem like it doesn't relate at all. I've, I just put a post on Facebook yesterday. I had to my Facebook friends and I said, Hey gang, has anybody else gone through this shift? It feels like right now... I'm just starting to get a really clear sense of totally who I am today, right now. And there's an absolute readiness and willingness to let go of anything in my life that's not part of that. 
And I, I got amazing, amazing feedback on that Facebook post. One comment came from a friend of mine I haven't seen in a while. She moved to another state. And, uh, oh, part of what I said in that post is, is this, is this a normal part of growing up? I don't know. I mean, I'm 32 years old, but I'm, I'll always still be growing up for sure. And it was such a simple comment that this friend left, but it literally brought me to tears in the locker room of my gym after my workout. I, I totally had little tears running down my face as I was walking out of the gym. It was a hot mess for sure. Uh, this comment said, what is normal? You do you. And I totally started crying reading it. The power of permission to totally unapologetically, unprotectively be myself sometimes is such a novel concept. I think we're so enculturated to be other things, to please other people, to take care of other people. And that's lovely when we can be conscious of others. But for some reason, yesterday, those three little words, you do you, just rocked me. I was totally rocked. Granted, it was also the end of about two hours in the gym. I had had a killer leg day full of lots of squats and frog jumps and stair mill intervals and a really deep stretch. I'd already refueled though, so I know I didn't start crying because I was bonking. I was feeling good on the fuel front. Brought my cliff bar in with me and ate it while I was stretching. Yes, sooner refuel. Smart move. I highly recommend it. Because I used to notice I'd get this great workout in and then I'd be stretching. And as I was stretching, I was like, okay, I'm going to refuel right after this stretch. And my energy would just be spiraling downwards while I'm stretching. And I would still get a good stretch. I mean, maybe it helped me relax into the stretches. I don't know. But by the time I was done with my stretch, it was kind of at that too late point. I was like, okay, refuel. So yesterday was the first day that I was like, wait a minute. Let me just refuel now when the intensity is ending. And... I'm just gonna be a little bit brazen here in the gym and sit here and munch on my cliff bar on the stretching mats. <laughs> I was careful not to spill any crumbs. Uh, I kind of reminded myself of this video. I'm going off on a tangent, like I do. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, if I think about it later, I might have to dig up a link because it's classic, but there's a video that was going around on Facebook not too long ago of this guy who just to be silly and pull some kind of prank shoots a video of eating the messiest, most unhealthy, crazy food at the gym. <laughs> and it's great to see the way that people are looking at him. Some people are looking at him like, wow, you are a total nut job. Other people are looking at him totally covetously. <laughs> like, oh, I want that chili dog. <laughs> and some people are like, okay, this guy's weird, but I'm going to be nice and just strike up conversation. Super funny. I did feel a little bit like that guy eating my cliff bar because nobody eats at the gym, even though our fueling is a really important part of our workouts. And this gym even has a juice bar and they sell little snacks, but everybody takes them and then leaves. There's this kind of like no food at the gym culture. There's no signs that say that, but I, I never really see anybody snacking away at the gym. 
Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's part of this whole workouts and food are opposites paradigm that so many of us have where we're don't eat while you're working out because then it's counterproductive. Then you're undoing the calories that you're burning as if it's just all about food is evil. So let's work out to burn that out of our bodies. Anybody else relate to that paradigm? Been there in the past. So glad to not be there anymore. But cliff bars during stretching is where it's at for me. And I'll keep rocking that until somebody complains. And then if they complain, I might rock it harder. Because I don't know. I'm becoming a little bit more interested in what I'm on this planet to do than making sure that I don't step on anybody's toes while I'm in the process. I still don't want to purposely step on anybody else's toes. I definitely care about other people, but there's a strength in self-nurturing and boundary setting that is emerging as part of this process. So I will eat my cliff bar <laughs> while I'm stretching. I can understand them not wanting crumbs on the stretching mat, so I could stretch elsewhere or eat my cliff bar and then come back and stretch. I would be fine with that too. I may speak more about the boundary setting piece in a future episode because that's an interesting one too. But just to kind of put a bow on today's thoughts, I suppose I want to put out an invitation. An invitation to go into workouts open to being blown away by much deeper transformational experiences than maybe you would ever have expected. The inner quiet that can come in between cycles of intensity and in the midst of cycles of intensity is profoundly powerful. I just read that the last tweet that Maya Angelou put on her Twitter feed before she passed away, and please forgive me if I misquote, I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but it essentially said, listen to yourself and in that quietude you may hear the voice of God and I know that God is a loaded word I often choose to avoid using it because historically there's been a lot of terrible stuff that has been justified by people's use of that word and I I get that it's a big trigger for a lot of people I don't think that it has to be that way. When I do use it, I mean that power of life animation that can look as many different ways as there are people on this planet. Whatever that essential you-ness is, or that fire that lit the spark of essential you-ness, you might just find that the fierce focus with which you have to listen to the body to be weightlifting with methodical intensity towards a specific progression challenging the body to its limits while being aware enough to keep it safe that 
momentous task for the attention may just be training the brain and the mind to be connected to something larger than the smallness of our daily experience. May create space for that quietude where we hear things that are bigger than ourselves. And there will probably be people listening that say, whoa, this girl's working out too hard. Her brain is full of endorphins. She's losing her marbles. That's okay. That, that doesn't change my experience of it, nor does it rob the potential for that experience from others. So this is still a new journey for me. I'm sure a lot of you are having these kinds of experiences and have probably had them to even greater depths and with even more crystal clear clarity around that sense of connectedness or a sense of knowingness, or a sense of peace than I have. No doubt. But I just wanted to give a little glimmer of my taste of it. Because we oftentimes don't know to stop and listen or look for something if we haven't been told the possibility of it is there. If You didn't know that a flower was new life blossoming and it just looked like a purple smudge against green to the eyeball. You may not stop to examine it closer. Certainly if you didn't know that flowers are fragrant, you wouldn't stop and stick your nose in one to get a good whiff. And by the way, it's springtime here right now and jasmine blooming season, oh my goodness. I have been doing so much stopping and sniffing the air. It's crazy. The jasmine and the jacaranda are both just in full bloom. Oh my goodness. Nothing will remind your body to breathe deep and full and passionately through the day like a springtime with flowers in full bloom. It is amazing. There is another source of connectedness right there. Oh, I feel like I could do a whole series on mystical ways of engaging with the body in the world. Maybe I will. I don't know. Right now, I do know that this particular experience of that connection and peace coming from my workouts has been so profound that I actually am stopping another program that I've been running. It's called Find Your Reset, and it was a set of mindfulness recordings that I had subscribers to, and it would be a couple different recordings of meditative practices that would come out every month, specifically for the purposes of resetting your state. When you're feeling stressed, uh, life happens, pausing, finding a connection with something else inside, be it peace, be it creativity, be it you know, whatever state is needed for what you're trying to engage in, but just shifting states away from overwhelm or self-doubt or any of these mental patterns that don't serve us. So that's something that I've been engaged in. And I share it now just to share with you that this experience of what I've been getting in the gym has been so profound And I'm enjoying talking about this transformation in this podcast so much that that's actually filling the spot for me where 
that the reset program filled earlier. So I'm putting a pause on the reset program while I'm in the heart of at least this phase of this transformation. And I may bring it back or bring it back in a slightly different form in the future. Um, I'm not sure why I felt compelled to share that right now. I guess I thought that it may be a demonstration of the meditative potential of weightlifting. That somebody who has been working as a meditation teacher is putting a pause on that and encouraging people to look for that meditative experience through their physical activity. So that's what's up this week. I'm going to keep playing with it. And I have no doubt that more and more interesting things will arise. Even if it's just a little bit more quiet in peace inside, that is often perhaps the most interesting thing that one could imagine. So there's a, there's a whole big nugget there to chew on. Any or none of which may be tasteful to you. And that is totally okay. We'll be back next time with another topic, another exploration on this journey. But I do thank you for the forum to share this piece of it. Because this piece of it for me is particularly personal, particularly juicy, and particularly rich. And those qualities are often multiplied in their yumminess when shared with others. So, go out and sniff some flowers in the gym. (laughs) Have a great time until we meet here again. Bye for now.